Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. A lot can happen in three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at uh1.com. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. In this episode, we teamed up with Fantasy Take TV to discuss some premium selections in a draft format style game. You can catch the YouTube video from Fantasy Take TV, or you can look at any of our Twitters and see uh, a link to the YouTube video. Thanks for listening. We hope you enjoy. today's video we have some very special guests uh we're joined by uh jb and pistol from dr Supercoach. boys how are you yeah good doing very well thanks for having us that's all right i love love hearing hearing your voices on your own podcast so i just had to get it on here as well and of course <laughs> we'll get that you know, <laughs> George, how are we mate pleasure as always um so yeah um you can find dr Supercoach. i'm sure you've already heard of him but um the Slack, Patreon, and uh, SoundCloud on all good streaming services, so check them out. But yeah, I'm sure you already have. And we're going to do uh, have a bit of fun today. We're going to do a snake draft uh, picking, uh, our first picked in each line. So we'll each pick two premiums in each line. Um, price is, uh, is a factor, so we might value some picks a bit more. So yeah, our first picked. And also a mid-pricer, so I think it should be a bit of fun, and we we'll, might have a bit of bit of debate on um, whether we agree or disagree with the person. So starting off, we're going to start in the defense line, and Eno, the pleasure is yours. Uh, Who is your first pick? Your first pick defender for Supercoach 2022. Is there a music intro or no? Just have to go. <laughs> All right. Um, so for me, the first pick just has to be Jake Lloyd. I think you're probably going to hear it a lot from a lot of people in the preseason, but looking at the list, to me, he's the most proven. I think that's obvious with, I looked at it in my video the other day, I did about, I think he's played 83 of, or sorry, 81 of the last 83 games, last four seasons, and averaged about 120 or something stupid like that, 115, 120. So to me, he's the most consistent um, defender there is for, the, uh, for 2022. He, he doesn't miss games. Um, and to me, there's a little bit of upside with only averaging 107 um the season just gone. I think I think he's upside to get back to higher than that um, for, for 2022. So for me, he's my pick one. Interesting. Who's your pick two? You, George? Yes, yeah, so I'll take yeah pick two. I'll say Aaron Hall just because I think he's a bit unders for what he can do because of those first few games he had last year. So um, it's it's very hard to go past Hall. I, um, probably marginally less safe than Lloyd but I just feel his uh, upside is far too good to pass up. Um, so yeah, happy with the taking hole at pick two. JB, who's your next? Both great picks, by the way. Um, <clears throat> I would have taken both them one and two. I was hoping one would slide, so now I'm, I'm in a bit of danger. Um, <laughs> look, I know he's coming off of uh, an injury towards the back end of last season. I'm going to go with Tom Stewart. Uh, I don't think he's a particularly safe pick in terms of value but he's safe in terms of average he's very consistent does his job doesn't usually miss bulks at bulk games so i think in terms of safety premiums you've picked the best too so from there on i think tommy stewart's a good pick 
Interesting. I uh, I'll go with, with a bit more. I guess I left value. the wise man for you. Yeah, no, I, I, that was going to be my pick actually, but um, I'm going to go with a bit more value. I'm going to say Lockie Whitfield at 502k. Uh, look, the injury prone factor is not great. However, his upside, his scoring potential, it's just role dependent. I think uh, they might want to use him uh, in his most damaging role. I think off the halfback and wing. I think just you know linking up the play for the Giants. I think next year uh, they're going to need to push deeper into finals. I mean they've they're basically just at this point a feeder team for other teams and their talents all being strung across the league. So they need to make a push. Whitfield's in his prime. I think 502K for somebody that could average 105 plus is uh, there's a lot of value there as well. Uh, it's, I was going to say back to me. It's all right. Back, back picks. <laughs> I, I will go back actually now back to Jack Crisp, 571K. Uh, and it was saying how Lloyd has played basically, you know, only missed one game in however many years, four years. Jack Crisp's last game he missed was in 2014. He does not miss a game. He pretty much is just that solid 100 average. Last season, he pushed to 105 with a bit more midfield responsibility. That's why he ends up getting that DPP status, which he's typically not been in the past. I think he won't play more midfield. I think that's kind of a misdirection and um, from what some people are saying. I don't think that will be true. I mean, depending on Dugowie and what happens with him. Um, I think he'll play a, roughly the same role that he had last season. And look, he averaged 105 and played 22 games. I, I think that's a pretty a pretty safe bet and a pretty good pick. So right back at you, JB. Back to me. Um, another person who I think's role um, has changed a little bit, Jordan Ridley, uh, with the acquisition of Jake Kelly, who should hopefully have him floating across packs again, taking marks. I think he's still going to be prone to the occasional Toby Green role. He's just so good at it. Um, but 98 average, with how he started the season, he could have gone so much bigger. If he gets a hold of the kickouts again, Jake Kelly frees him up a little bit. I think easy, easy uh, value pick there. Yeah. I'm going to snipe Anno here. I'm going to take Jaden Short. <laughs> uh, so with um, there's, a, there's a few other players I'm interested in the role, but we, won't, we don't know that yet. So as of... As it stands right now, Jaden Short, I think they use him so much in defense, um, takes all those kickouts, and yeah, he's high endurance, has a lot of good fundamentals for an excellent halfback flanker. So without Hooley, I think his average was between 105 and 108, somewhere in that range, I can't remember, which is yeah. pretty damn good. So I would think that that would be whereabouts he scores, somewhere in the mid-hundreds this year. And um, yeah, very durable as well, apart from a uh, broken elbow, something like the dislocated elbow a few years ago. Nothing's really happened to him. So, Eno, who do you take with the pick eight? Uh, I was ready for that. Um, I think the last one to me that appeals the most is Daniel Rich. I mean, we sort of always overlook him, I feel, every season. Um, he, he's always that 90s average, but he's, he's pushed it up the last the last couple of years. And um, Virtual's retired, so similar i guess to hooli that i mean he already had the monopoly over the kickouts and and all that but i think he might um you know with virtual gone just sort of free that up and shore that up so i think for me he's the last one there that i that i really like yep you're on for so the first impression <laughs> okay are you all doing mid prices okay oh, we could just dis any anyone yeah, uh it's going to discuss anything real quickly oh yeah. So I can go through the order. I've got it written yep. down. So Lloyd, Hall, Stewart, Whitfield, then Crisp, Ridley, Short, and Daniel Rich. Um, any surprises there? Um, I'm going to start with you, Eno. I think for me, maybe JB going Tom Stewart at three, <laughs> only because of the, only because of the injury that he suffered last year. Like, obviously, this is all probably assuming that he gets through that and looks all right in preseason and is fit to play round one. But it still would linger in my mind picking picking a guy with a Liz Frank injury, only because I think they're really, you know, I'm not a doctor, but I think they're pretty bad for to recover from. So you'd, um, I like the sort of assurance of, um, you know, a healthy, healthy super coach pick um, heading to a season. So maybe, maybe that pick, if anyone else agrees with that thought process. I might, yeah. I might jump in. So yeah, I'll um, get for a rebuttal. Yeah, it, defend it yourself, JB. Nah, I'm not defending myself. <laughs> it, it wasn't. I mean, there was a, a little bit of panic. I, I didn't. I don't think Aaron Hall was going to get two for sure. Um, but honestly, no. I just considered um, if the if the season if the preseason did go as you know as it went and Tom Short was healthy in terms of third premiums to choose, um, 
if he is healthy going into the season, I, I just think he actually is super, super safe. So I looked for safety after Aaron Hall got taken. Uh, Crisp has his question marks. So it was Ridley. Um, the next few guys taken all have their question marks. I just thought if it's if he's fit going into the season, Stuart really only has the past injury to his foot as his only question mark. I just thought a bit of safety, but maybe could have gone on the, on the turnaround even. Yep. So, um, <laughs> a, little bit, a little bit early, but... No, I'm surprised yeah. Sicily didn't go in the top eight just because I know a lot of people are picking Sicily to start the season and we've done a draft where we've picked eight premiums and he's not there, which I guess makes you question the value of actually starting Sicily in our team if we don't expect him to be in the top eight defenders. I reckon I'd have three or four players ahead of him that we haven't named, to be honest. Yeah. Not his biggest fan this year, but... Definitely makes you uh, think. A few question marks. Yeah, at that price, so you probably would have thought he'd be thereabouts on this list. Um, oh, good one. Yeah, I think... I think Whitfield was aptly named ahead of him, to be honest. I think Whitfield's actually going under the radar a little bit early days just because everyone got burnt last year. Uh, I think he's I think he's a good pick. And I'm a big fan yeah. of Jaden Short as well, so I was happy he hey. went where he did. I thought it was going to go higher than Ridley, but I'll let that one slide. <laughs> <laughs> It's pretty hard to split those two. Um, yeah. Something yeah. we can discuss another day, I suppose. Yeah, I definitely think Whitfield as well. Remember all these years ago, last time he had a full preseason, he went berserk, I think 120 in the first few rounds, yeah, first third of the season or something. So 500k mm. DPP, you don't have that. I'm a little worried, to be honest. But then again, who knows what happens with his body. So um, yeah, I think that's enough on the defenders premium. So I think we can move to mid prices. So we have to pick one each. Um, so Eno, you have the first pick. Oh, sweet. That's that's a, that's a relief. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I think for me, I'm going to go with George Hewitt. Um, he seems the most. Um, well, he stands out the most to me uh, in sort of the mid mid price range. Gets into the the Carlton midfield. I still there is a, still a few guys maybe you you could peg ahead of him. So that would need to sort of get sorted out in the preseason. You know, is he? going to be in the top four for rotations or is he on the outer but they you know they got him in to probably play more of that defensive mid role that he can you know he's sort of done in the past free up you know guys like Walsh and and Cripps and whatnot so I think for me he's he's the best in that price um, and obviously the DPP always doesn't hurt so um, he's my pick. Um, Don't mind. Yes yeah, so I'll go next so um yeah by the way we're doing 400k and under so Hewitt just qualified so this is a tough one. <laughs> really tough one and I'm having a look and I'm thinking if I had to pick someone I'd go Lockie Ash um, so with Ash I saw him play midfield last year bit of bit of a tagging role um, but I was really impressed with him love him I might not be ready just yet but um, I think he's going to be a star one day so um, has high endurance uh, has a lot of great attributes um, really quick and yeah he might end up a midfielder midfielder only this year I'm not even sure if he's middle defender this year. Actually, no, he's defender. All good. Um, <laughs> that would have been a disaster. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, all good. So I'll go. Uh, my second mid pricer after George Stewart is uh, Lockie Ash. Okay, I do. I do like Lockie Ash as well. Um, a lot. I'm not saying just in terms of super coach this season. Just I can see what you can see in the pedigree, um, in the actual player himself. I think he's going to be super good. I'm going to go down to the other end of the spectrum in terms of price. I'm going to pick another Carlton player, Caleb Marchbank. Um, 209k. I, I just think this guy has a good history of going 70 plus just when he gets on the park. He usually gets a good roll because he's that sort of medium um, marking tool. And even when he's locking down, he can just mark the ball really well and, and distributes really safely out of defence. So I think if he's fit going into the season, um, he'll be a super good pick at 209k. All right. I can't lie. The panic Sorry. set in a little bit now. Um, <laughs> I, I, I talked about Trey Rusko on our podcast uh, a few days oh, ago, no. so I'm not going to pick him. I'm going to oh, go. I'll good. go more wild. I think um, I'm going to say the fourth best mid pricer for defender, um, Braden Campbell, uh, 293k for the Swans. Now that Dawson's gone, I mean Blakey oh. kind of moved to the halfback. I just think Campbell's got better attributes for playing off that halfback role. I think given his kicking ability, um, if he's able to lock in a halfback flank role, I think he could still be you know, pretty lucrative. He did ton up in one of his eight games um, last season and 
I think he's got potential there. I mean, might just be, you know, a year, like kind of like Ash, might not be this year, might be in the future. But I think uh, at some stage, he might be very super coach real enough to half back flank line for uh, the Swans. I like yep. that pick. Yeah. So can anyone see anyone picking any of these players? Um, I've just got to say, George, you lose your pick, mate. Sorry, because Ash is uh, 413k. So. <laughs> oh, <no. laughs> Oh, no. I didn't realize we were still in the premium section. I picked Sicily for my weird price. I've got Ash's three twenty one k. Oh, controversy! Oh, he's got you've got the discount Supercoach yeah, version. I'm, I'm I'm looking at the twenty. Uh, You're looking at the end of last season. season. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'd say Jeremy Man, now can... then. You know No, you can have, you can have the closest <laughs> next player, which is James Aish, very close to three hundred and seventy one k. Does meet the criteria. I think uh, you'd be hard pressed to pick any of those mid prices, but I think uh, again another thing that stood out is who we didn't select. I think uh, there's a bit of hype around uh, Wayne Miller, and all four of us passed on him. Um, which I also find very interesting just because I guess he, you'd think he would kind of be the hype choice of a mid-pricer defender at the moment. So, um, yeah, definitely interesting to hear that I, you guys kind of... I can see of... myself picking Matt Marchbank if he was fit. Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah, it's true. It depends on the defender rookies, of course, but 209K is, is super low risk with someone who should be best 22 uh, and has scored decently in the past, although very injury-prone. Yeah. George, That's do you probably have thoughts on Malera about uh, or Wayne Malera? Yeah, I don't don't trust him. I was pretty annoyed when we signed him to on a five year deal. He's been doing nothing for two years of that deal. Um, just don't trust his body. So, mm. and his role is very iffy. I know he wants to be a defender, but I don't know if he gets that role or not. Because he plays have a lot of depth as back there as well. Mm. Yes, and Dawson might see some usage down back as well. So, uh, yeah, I I think he'll play, but. Like if he's if he's fit enough, but it's role is question mark. You might be stuck with someone that doesn't go up much in price because of role. So that's why I didn't even think about Miller. And if I saw him, I wouldn't have picked him. So um, I yeah, completely I'll agree with that. Your your wings are yeah. very very hard pressed to get uh, time on as well. So um, obviously Seed's been all Australian form last year, and you got a, a pretty much five other players who could slot into the other wing, including Dawson, who is your new recruit. So yeah, I, um, I don't understand the Miller hype as well. Yeah, I did start him for 400k a few years ago, and it worked for five weeks. He, he had a role change, got injured, and and that, yeah, that's scared me off for good, pretty much. Yeah. So we'll move on to the midfielders. So I have first pick of the midfielders. So this will be interesting because a few cheaper guys. Um, but um, my M1, my first pick in the midfield, is Jack Steele. So I'm picking Jack Steele. I think there might be a little bit of upside. Um, with uh, no Ron Marshall the first few weeks last year, where he underperformed. I think he averaged around uh, in the hundreds somewhere over a good stretch, uh, dropped in price, and then went berserk, went 135, 140, something like that um, after that. So he has the perfect fantasy game. Um, is the the captain option for me. So I, don't, I cannot see myself going without uh, Jack Steele this year. I just have to, he's my first over over everybody. So, uh, JB? That's a great pick, by the way. Jack Steele hasn't left my team for a second. Um, now, I'm considering giving Pistol a massive sleeper at pick three or uh, just going the guy who I kind of think as well. I'm going to run with him. I'm going to go with Lockie Neal for pick two. Um, price, price considered as well. Only a 99 average yeah. last season, looking fit coming into this year. 543K. If he's fit and plays... Half an hour of preseason, he's going to be the best pick of the season, I think, at that price. Yeah, hard to argue. I think, uh, I mean, this, yeah, this hasn't gone how I've expected it to go. So I'm excited to see how the rest of this plays out for sure. But for pick three, I'm actually going to pick uh, Took Miller, um, 124 <laughs> average last season. And after round seven, he went 130 plus. With Greenwood now gone, um, I know Greenwood was injured for large parts of the season, but it just, you know, his scoring was better um, when Greenwood wasn't in the side. I think his usage just goes up, and now that's a permanent thing going into the next season. So I think in terms of captaincy options, if you want somebody who didn't go below 100 um, after, 
that uh, round seven or so, I think uh, Took Miller suddenly becomes another captaincy option where you can do a, a VC or C and steel Took Miller type combination for a lot of the year and do that quite comfortably. So I think that's why I'd be spending my money up on you know somebody who doesn't really go sub 100 and is uh, a really safe um, pick, I guess. Cool. Um, you have all right. Center. Yeah, cheers. Well, the first one of the way, we'll just get Jake McRae onto my team. <laughs> yeah. um, That's why I thought I was letting slides <laughs> in three, by the way. Uh, what is he? $100 under 700K. Um, I, I did it again, got the stats out for the video I did the other day. 125 average for 80 of the last 83 games, the last four years. Uh, most consistent midfielder we've had. So uh, for me, he's an easy pick there. Um, and I did look. Um, at the fixture, they have six of the first nine games um, on like a Thursday or Friday. So oh, wow. good for VCing as well, um, Jack McRae. Now, the next one gets a little bit more interesting, but maybe not. Um, probably just go with Clayton Oliver. Again, he's probably second to Clary. In, in, um, I don't think he's actually missed a game since his second season. So, um, yeah, consistent as ever. Now he's a 120-plus mid. Um, these are in their prime. He's in his prime. Yeah, I think those are the two I'll take back-to-back. Yeah, makes sense. Um, I think with the next pick, I'm going to select uh, Tom Mitchell, uh, 117 average last season. Um, after he warmed up um, after the buy, I think it was about 128 or so average. Um, basically came home really strong. Again, someone who didn't sub ton on the run home. Um, so I like picking players where they're hard to kind of get in at times throughout the season. You know, other players like Bontempelli and stuff, they, they do fall in price and you are able to get them cheaper throughout the season just because they do have that one-off game. But some of these ball magnets, uh, Miller and Mitchell, McRae is another one, they don't didn't have bad games. So they are always above 600K, and they just became so hard to get throughout the season that you know I just kind of want to start them so I can get that out of the way and focus on some of the more, I guess, players of volatile scoring uh, throughout the season. Fair enough. I, I feel like I'm going to be giving George a tap in here by passing on one guy and going with the guy that you just mentioned, Pistol, with Marcus Bontempelli. <laughs> um, someone who I've found is the most infuriating person to not own, uh, and the only times I don't own him is generally to start the season. Uh, and then I do own him for the second half of the season, and he, he tends to fall off. So the first half of that season is, is where it becomes – his most tempting and where it becomes his highest price as well. So I think if you're going to say, if you're going to go safe in the midfield, 651k, 119 average, someone who can actually improve on how he finishes the season. Um, the last couple of years, I think he's, he's sort of tapered off towards the end. And he kind of puts you off for the next season in starting him. And then he does mm-hmm. the same thing and just goes bananas to start the season. So um, I'd be saving a lot of stress with a Bontempelli pick, I think. Jules? So I think... There's probably two picks left. You took one of them, so I have to take Samuel. Samuel Walsh. Yeah, like, that so. was it. Was I was deciding as well. So uh, Samuel just uh, covered the most ground of any player in the home and away season last year, even more than Took Miller. So just unbelievable improvement over the years, um, work rate and all that. So started kicking a few goals last year as well. So um, it has to be Samuel, I think. He's got that ceiling to hit those 190 games. He's already showed that, so... I would think you know, he gets a little bit better this year. Um, but yes, I think uh, that rounds out a very nice eight, I think. Um, so the order was Steele, Lockie Neal, Miller, McRae, Oliver, Titch, Bontempelli, and Walsh. Um, anyone disagree or agree, you know, should a player have been higher or lower? Um, start with Deer Pistol. I mean, I think I, I uh, thinking about it, McRae probably should have gone <laughs> a little bit higher, but I think, uh, yeah, for the, we'll call it caught up in the moment slash love of the podcast, I think um, <laughs> we made our selections uh, and uh, I'm, I'm happy with the eight we selected. I think, honestly, we picked the best eight mm, premium yeah, midfielders definitely. to start next season. So, uh, yeah, very, very happy with what, what we put out here. <laughs> yep. Yep. It was okay, probably maybe just where Neil fell in the eight was probably the only thing where, you know, where yeah, we valued him. Yeah. So, yeah, that number two. Um, do, you, do, you boys, uh, do you boys agree with the lucky Neil selection? Uh, I, I agree with uh, it. In, yeah, you go. The thing that annoys no, me no, about no. Neil, 
Neil, is he had calf issues in the preseason and they yep. popped up again in August or July. But maybe that was poor conditioning over the preseason where he basically didn't train until a week before. So with great conditioning, you, maybe that doesn't happen. So that, that bothers, bothers me a little bit. Um, but yeah, if I had to take Neil or Steele out, I would take Neil out. Um, but yeah, going without Neil could end in end your season, I think. So um, yeah, I think so. yeah, it's yeah. An, an interesting one. But um, but yeah, uh, we can move on to mid prices. Um, so first pick, I have the first pick of the midfield mid prices. Okay, um, I got to think on the spot here. I will take under four hundred k. Yes, under four hundred k. It has to be. Jared Berry, I think. So Berry is, for me, a watch in the preseason. There's a few things, box assist to tick. Um, I think he's in full training at the moment, which is good. Um, he needs his CBA rollback and um, yeah, just needs to pass the eye test because last year um, didn't seem to cover the ground too well. And um, yeah, I thought he was like a bit more forward, forward-ish than you know, all over the ground like most midfielders. So. I'll take Berry at 260k. I think that's incredible value for what he can do and one in high consideration for my team. Um, JB, the next pick is yours. Absolutely. And I had him in a keeper league um, and I'm surprised he didn't get forward status actually. Um, he played that much forward. So CBA role, super important. Um, as you were forced into him, I think I'm kind of forced into the next guy, which is Matty Rao. Um, just someone that if he comes out and has a huge preseason, he's going to be super hard to to deny. We know he's got the scoring potential, um, as we saw in his rookie season. He's now technically an injury-prone player, so we'd need to see a full preseason um, and a good couple of preseason games. But with Hugh Greenwood coming out of that side, there's a massive hole in the midfield that someone like Matty Brown, obviously, as we've seen, can, can just go bananas with. So for the third pick for the mid-pricer in the midfield, um, anyone who listens to our podcast will probably expect me to uh, try and spice up the draft a little bit. So that's exactly what I'm going to do. Um, I'm going to pick Stephen Canelio in the midfield. So we rule him out as a forward option <laughs> later, make uh, the choices a little bit more I actually considered that, but I, I thought I'm not going to be that guy. <laughs> I think it harms me because I have I have the first pick in the forward. So all I've done really is potentially harm myself and whoever has the fourth pick, which is you, JB. Um, so that was basically just trying to bomb JB out of the draft here. But yeah, Cornelio, I think, still has a lot of upside, very much role dependent. If we see him playing in the midfield in the preseason, it's hard to say no to a guy that's averaged over 100 multiple years um, at only 260K. Plus, he's got DPP, which... You know, you've got to absolutely love. So, you know, if you're picking him in the forward or midfield, I'd obviously pick him in the forward line. But for this podcast, I'm going to be selecting him in the midfield and, uh, yeah, take take a future option off the board. Yeah, smart. I like that. I like that. Um, if anyone's listened to George over the last two weeks, I think this pick is is probably obvious. Uh, and that's Finn McRae at, what is he, 206? Um <laughs> Yeah, George is sending photos of him bulking up and, you know, <laughs> muscling with Pat, Pat Lipinski. Um, <laughs> so are you? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I think he's he's probably the next best there. I don't like a lot of the others at all anyway. What There's like Dylan Shield, no thanks. Um, mm. Charlie Constable, yet to be seen if he's going to even be best 22. So for me, it's probably Finn with the last pick there. I'm just saying his brother averaged 100 in his second year. So <laughs> they're basically the same, similar people, so... They do look the same when they carry the ball. I yeah, got yeah, roasted. Sure. I got absolutely roasted for mentioning that on the podcast um, and talking know. about McRae in our Slack. Yeah, it's uh, it didn't go down well. Let's put it that way. <laughs> That's because you support Conley the last month, so I think it's okay. I, I think I'm, the only thing is he needs to kick more. But what, from what I've seen, he just did. Yeah, you know, and when he did he kick, it wasn't arms? great. But yeah, <laughs> he's got a handball all the time. His arms are huge. <laughs> yeah, I think Jack's a lot better kick, but yeah, we'll see. <laughs> we'll see. Okay, so the, the order was Barry, Rao, Cogs, McRae. Um, tough one. Uh, can you guys see yourselves picking any of these players? Uh, I think Cogs Barry. will walk again. Barry, <laughs> yes. Cogs, not in the midfield. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks I mean, Rao, Rao potentially, but he'd have to do something crazy in the preseason, I think. 
I guess a question thrown back, like what would Raul have to do in the preseason for you to consider him? I don't oh, think there's anything yeah, he's he can do. But the buy at 350k, the buy is too high for the pick to work. Um, especially with all the like midfield spots for to me anyway are just so precious this year. Yeah. So many good options. Mm-hmm. So um like yeah, I, I can't. So he comes out he goes thirty plus touches, thirty plus touches again. He's done that in the preseason before. He just slotted. I mean, it wasn't 30 plus because it was short in quarters, but you know, he comes out and he absolutely dominates both games. You're still like, nah, no, nah, bad price. Nah. I think I'm considering well, more than George yeah. by the looks of it. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm mm. more. I'd I'll be looking at him more than that um, than just straight no. But um, yeah, he's got to prove his fitness. I guess that's pretty much it. Yeah, right. Uh, yeah, I yeah. kind of don't think I'd look at anyone except for. Well, I mean, not including Cornelio, but yeah, I think Barry is probably the only one, as George said, the midfield slots, I think the midfield rookies this year look really solid, and I don't know if I want to use up a midfield rookie slot on a mid-pricer unless I think they're really going to go 100 plus, and I think there's not too many of them that can achieve that. So um, yeah, I think uh, we'll, we'll add them to the watch list, but none of them are currently in my side. Yep, so we'll move on to the rucks. So we'll do... Uh, just the uh, pick four rucks, so one each, and we're also doing a mid-pricer uh, <laughs> ruck. Which, uh, yeah, good luck. Good luck to the last two rucks for that. Um, sorry, pistol. Uh, you know, uh, no, no, JB. It's JB. JB. Sorry, JB. And you had stuff that up. That was George. Cool. If you almost, want me to take right. first pick of the forwards, I'm very much okay with that. Who's your? I guess I'll start with the rucks. Um, okay, so. Uh, there's two super obvious standout p- pick one potentials. I'm going to go with the one that I think is more interesting, Sean Darcy as my pick one. Um, just what he was able to do in the second half of the season after he got fully fit with Meek playing in the side early days. I think he's actually underpriced as well, um, which is crazy at 118. He can he can do wild things out in the on the field. He did actually play 21 games last year, so I know he does appear to be injury prone he, he lived off a lot and probably played through injuries i think he got subbed off maybe one time or he, no i think he, he was he would have been subbed off but they already used their sub um or something like that during a game so yeah um like he's he's the definition of the walking wounded but the things that he can do when he is on and playing even three quarters of footy uh towards the end of last year i think he's going to be the biggest player to price you out if he um strings together the first half of the season without without missing any games. So um, absolutely could punish you the most, I think, out of the rocks. I think uh, that leaves Brody Grundy to me, which I'm very happy mm-hmm. about. You know, 115 average the last year, which is worst average in the last four seasons. It's only missed two games in four years, um, which was this season. So doesn't miss games. Uh, he's averaged over 125 combined in his last four seasons. So he is probably about 10 points underpriced. I know with him, it looks more like a mental slowness uh, rather than anything physically wrong with him and, you know, for his decline in super coach points. Um, we'll see how the new Collingwood game style works out and how that works for Grundy. But I, looking at him in this preseason where he's already trimmed down and running more, I'm expecting him to get back to his ball collecting best as a, a ruckman. And I think for us, that just means 125 plus super coach points and a very solid week in, week out scorer. So, Happy to take him at pick two there. Yep. Probably saw that going the way it did. Um, <laughs> me, it's probably harder for George because I'm, I'm still going to pick Max Gorn here. I don't I don't have anyone else above him, even though, you know, there are a few question marks over, over Jackson and, and all that sort of stuff. It's been spoke about a million times, but he's still Max Gorn. He's, he is 30, but, you know, he still has a couple of good, good years left in him. Um, and it's what's the cheapest. We've had Max Gorn for probably four years, three or four years, so... Yeah, he's still pick three for me, um, or the Rucks. Good luck, George. So, I, you, know, you probably know who I'm going to pick here. I've spoken a little bit about Oscar McInerney. So he'd be my fourth, priced at I think, 93 and went. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what big wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. 
That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince, they exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. One twenty in his last five, something like that. Um, I like McInerney's game. He can play a bit of bully ball in the ruck now, so that's where you, know, you get your massive scores. Um won the hardest worker at the club award they have that award at the Brisbane Best and Ferris which caught my eye so um, yeah that's probably that's always been a big factor when I select my uh, premium players so uh, I'll go with the, the big O um, does Fort come in, uh, coming in does that mean they might use McInerney forward a bit more not not sure to be honest but um, yeah I think McInerney looks capable super hard worker and he's been in this system a few years now I think he started a bit later um, so I'm um, yeah, 27 now, so uh, some rocks can hit their prime a bit later. So I'll go with the big O as my last one. Um, so the order was Darcy, Grundy, Gorn, McInerney. Um, just curious, would anyone have someone more relevant than McInerney at four? I considered um, that you would take potentially Ron Marshall, but that was about it. Otherwise, yep. I think McInerney is a good pick there. Yeah, same. I think he did well pick four there. Okay. Yep. Seems to be right enough, Nick. That <laughs> as always, <laughs> last two years. I mean, he played 22 last year. I know that shortened season helped him playing 16 quarters, and then I don't know, he hmm. continued on this year and didn't miss a game. So, but yeah, he is getting on a bit now. Good luck with the uh ruck mid prices. So, <laughs> I think it's JB. Who have you got? Yeah, I'll kick off. Um, all right, so firstly, I think it's super obvious Braden Proust, um, if he is fit, is actually somewhat viable, whereas um, I don't know who you boys are taking, but there's not a lot of viable picks if you do want to save money in the ruck. Um, look, if he if he looks fit, if, um, if they're looking to secure him as their number one ruckman, which they did recruit him to do, despite him not being able to actually get on the field and do it yet, um, I do think he will become viable. 85 plus is generally what we see from first hand number one ruckman in, um, in for their club. So if he gets 85 plus, he's probably making as much as any other cash cow in the game. So um, I do think he becomes viable if he locks it down, but it's a big if. Yeah, another one with question marks, Max Lynch, uh, 207k. Really liked what I saw from him at the Pies. Um, he looks like a, he's going to be a genuinely good Ruckman. There's a little bit or a big bit of a Reeves problem um, at Hawthorne. He is definitely going to be in that battle for starting Ruck. I don't think they'll play both of them. I think it's one or the other. So, you know, it's up to him um, to win that position over Reeves. And, I mean, he wouldn't have left if he didn't think he was a genuine chance of being the number one Ruck. Um, I think, yeah, he's going to have to take down... He's going to have a lot of work on his shoulders. The big boy is up against, but I think he's genuinely good. Um, the problem is, I don't think he's a particularly good super coach scorer, which matters when we're playing super coach. Um, so, in terms of cash making potential, uh, I do think it's going to be much lower than Bruce. Um, and you've got that job security issue, but I think he's the second best mid price uh, rock option that we've got. So, that's, that's why I'm picking him. All right. Um... I think for me, it's Jared Witts is all I can really see that, that possibly possibly has a role to play. He's 380k, so it is a bit higher than what you would like. Um, but he has been a sort of 90 plus to 100 average ruckman when he has played. Um, obviously, he's coming off the, the big injury. So who knows if he's going to be fit or if you know he's going to work himself back into the team. But um, in saying if he does all that, then, then yeah, I think he's the third best here. Not that I can see much else. <laughs> So, oh, this is tough. i got to realise, I think I've got the wrong picker up. Um, <laughs> is a, it's actually excusable to pick from that one. He is, it's 396. Okay, I've got the right one. I will take uh, Draper. So Draper looks pretty capable. Um, can have those dominant games. Durability is unacceptable, I think. Um, so, again, picking from not a whole lot here, but... He looks capable and, um, yeah, 
had some decent scoring in the back half of last year, but he's, he's a little bit inconsistent as well. And maybe that's just because you know lack of you know conditioning compared to other players that get a full run at it. So yeah, I'll take Draper at four. So the order was Proust, Lynch, Wits, and Draper. Um, maybe JB, any thoughts? Would you have anyone else uh, in this list or? Up or down no, the this this list could have been two. Um, I think you boys did well to try and sell uh, the picks that you had because it's obviously incredibly tough after uh, Lynch and Bruce. You might get them one rock rolls. Look, if I would, if I was going to like commit to considering any of these guys in the preseason, um, then Lynch and Bruce, if they both win their number one rock roll, and I can just put four hundred k into my rock line at R two and three, and just have them cover each other. It's under consideration, but it is highly unlikely that happens and highly unlikely that we go with um, anyone other than a couple of big boys again this year. Mm, I think Proust, I mean, Proust is a good scorer, so I, I'd rather him on the field and, like, I guess, Lynch covering in case GWS do any funny business with their ruck rotations. I guess that would be the strategy, hoping Proust bangs out, you know, 90-plus or 95-plus, but... That's a high risk, high reward strategy. I currently have that in my team right now, but it is December, so <laughs> I think the only one potentially the only other one that might potentially I'm gonna throw a name at you. Ivan Soldo didn't play a game last season, three hundred and twenty six K. He did kind of Nank got injured, but he did he did stay in the side ahead of Nank when Nank was fit. So that might be up for grabs that role. And he's only three hundred and twenty six K and if he's a starting starting ruck at Richmond, I guess I'd look at I looked at Zach Smith, so I'm, I'm willing to look at any rock. <laughs> I shouldn't have brought yeah. that up. Nah, as a Richmond fan, I, 2019, when heading into that final series, he was playing and Nate, yeah, as you said, was injured. But I think if both are fit, Dimmer, I think we like playing two rucks. I think he wants that option. So that might hinder his scoring. But I did think about it. I did think about it. But um, yeah, I think they'd play him together, if anything. Yeah. Well, fair enough. Um, Yep, so they, they are the rocks, and now we can move on to the forward line. So forward line is uh, just a mess every year. This year, I think it's a mess again. So this <laughs> will be favorite. I think. Um, Pistol, who are you taking as your first forward? Who's your first pick in the forward line? Look, there's there's an obvious pick here, and I'm not going to do it. <laughs> uh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go with what I think is the best, I guess, value pick uh, as a premium option. Assuming he's not deregistered by the AFL or his club, and that's Jordan Goey at 460k. <laughs> um, there might be a bit of Collingwood bias um, in that selection. But look, he went 105 plus in the back end of the year when he moved into the midfield. I think that that is a role that they will continue to use him with. Obviously, he has a lot of issues <laughs> in general, um, and that might mean he gets cop suspensions, missed games, which does not make him a very good super coach selection. But in terms of his points per dollar um, output as a premium, 463k when you're paying for somebody that should be priced at like 570, um, it's just a it's it's good value. But well, let's see what happens before round one because he might not even be an option by then. Cool. Thanks for that pistol. So I'll take Josh Dunkley and we'll go to pick three. <laughs> um, nah, 550k. Just this man is also pretty good. Like he's a 600k player. He spent yeah. most of his two, you know, two years when he's played um, in that price range. But obviously injuries have just just killed in the last two years. Um, but they've been an ankle on the final siren and they've a shoulder injury. You know, um, which just are unfortunate. They're not soft tissue, so. I believe that if yeah, if he's playing round one, he's not going to be. He's going to be in every one of our sides. Yeah. So, uh, who's next? Is it George? You guys yeah. are going to hate this one, and I'm not going to steal JB's pick. Oh, thank God, you, you actually. <laughs> <scared>. <laughs> you can have that one. I dream of I dream of Heaney. I'm taking Heaney. Oh. oh no! <laughs> this is so in character. He, he score. <laughs> Isaac will score. Last year, it was a complete write-off for Isaac because of that ankle. He was limping. He said multiple times throughout the year, my ankle is sore. I'm not training. Full preseason. I know we've been here. This is chapter six of the volume six of <laughs> Isaac Heaney, more midfield time as a starting super coach pick. Um, but 
he will score, give him a full preseason. They said he's going to get more mid-time. Whether you think that's going to happen or not, you know, by round five, they might need him up forward because, you know, a buddy might get injured or something. So um, I think he will score anywhere between 90 and 105, maybe a bit more just because he's so talented. But, yeah, just a few things pending. But give him a full preseason. Average 92, I think, after the bye last year. So um, and he had some sort of weird role, sometimes on a wing, sometimes half forward. So it's... A bit weird, but yeah, barely trained last year. Give him a clean run at it, um, and yeah, we all know his bet, but about his um, breaking, he's pretty much breaking himself every third game. But um, has played twenty games, uh, more years than not. So that's enough on Heaney. So I'll stop torture, torturing you guys with that. <laughs> uh, JB, all yours. Oh boy, um, <laughs> I'm glad someone topped uh, Stuart. As a draft pick, I'm, I'm going to say that personally. Um, that that's a weight off my shoulders. Zach Butters is my pick here at number four. Uh, super super obvious to me. It might not be super obvious to everyone, um, but it, this is redemption for him this year. He was going to be um, one of the best picks of last season. I started him last season as well before the injury, uh, in which he got injured on about 115 at halftime and uh, scaled back to about 95. So. Um, when he came back, he just didn't come back with enough fitness to play in that midfield role that he was um, so good at. So that's why he's forward only eligible. Um, he's already training with the midfield group. He's he's going to be a premium option this year for the entire season. So super excited about that. And I can't wait to reflect upon the Isaac Heaney pick later. Um, <laughs> I think I get back-to-back picks. Um, so next, yep. this, this next one's actually kind of tough. Um, there's a couple of good guys here. I think I'm going to take uh, Mitch Duncan, someone who um, I don't think he's typically injury prone, despite suffering a lot of concussions somehow. Um, maybe he's concussion prone, um, but someone who also, when he's fully fit and when he's playing, um, is a 105 plus average player. So um, the fact that he's priced at 99 um, and he only played 10 games last season. I think he, as as a premium option, if he's fit going into the season, is another super obvious one. Yep. So I might be taking the double roast at the end of this. this part. <laughs> oh no! Oh, no. Do My next one do is Charlie Kerno. No, he's a. He'll qualify for the um... mid price one. Yeah, I'd save that one, mate. <laughs> I would yeah, still... We'll give you that in the yeah. mid-prices. Don't, don't stress. Okay. <laughs> I'll have to take... Um, I'll take Taranto. Yeah. So with Taranto, I don't think you can start him with green out, unfortunately, but he will come good eventually, I think. So with Taranto, you're getting, apart from a shoulder injury, pretty durable. Um, look, he is a midfielder, but they might use him a bit, up forward a bit more. I think towards the end of last year, he had um, his last game, he had zero CBAs. So yeah. a little bit of a concern, but I think he actually will score okay forward, but it might be in the 80s. But if he gets some sort of mid-time, could go into the 90s. But with Taranto, there is an issue that, you know, when he does get that midfield time, um, it's he will butcher it. He'll just throw it on the boot and won't look and yeah, kick all sorts of helicopters forward. So... I'll take Toronto next, and um, yes. Yep. I'll take Toronto. I'm up. Um, yep. So there's two here I'm debating. Um, whether they take the Homer pick or... <laughs> I think the only one other to me sitting there is, is Adam Trelaw. I just don't like his durability and just the whole dog setup. So, yeah, let's go the Homer pick. I'll stick with Dusty. I'll stick with Dusty. <laughs> <laughs> so pissed you got faked out, yeah. <laughs> you got faked out. Um, I rolled you. Um, look, <laughs> like, the only thing with Dusty is, is, yeah, obviously that big injury he took. He was in hospital for a few weeks. He's lost a lot of weight. That's the only thing concerning me a bit because obviously strength is a big part of his game. <sighs> you know, playing midfield. He obviously should play a lot more forward, but Dim has been saying, oh, he's going to start in the midfield, play more midfield this year. I don't know how much I buy into that. Um, I just think, I'm going to pick him because he's the only one I trust. Well, he's the one I trust the most here of who's left. So um, he's still a 95-plus scorer. Um, it's just maybe the, the health is a little bit of a question. Um, so, yeah. Pistol. Yeah, that one was a bit too easy. Uh, I think for the last one, 
I'm tossing up between two as well, and it's not Adam Trelaw. <laughs> oh. um, I think I'm going with the last one, probably a little bit under the radar selection, um, and that's Jake Stringer, 506k. We don't talk about him because it's Jake Stringer, and he's been a terrible super coach player for his entire career. But at the end of the day, the forward line is really weak. Um, so you only really need to average, I guess, low 90s to be in consideration. And after round 11 last season, he missed rounds 9 and 10. He came back round 11. He averaged 103 for the rest of the season. Um, he had two scores below 27, uh, which is obviously terrible. And you're hoping he can iron out those really low scores um, as part of his game. And he could actually put together, you know, a 95-plus average for the season. And I'm guessing he'd be a huge POD as well. So I think there's at least he's worth having a conversation about in a really weak forward premium pool. I like that one. I did consider him. Um, but yeah, I think Stringer will be a good pick. Um, I thought you were going to go with Taron Thomas. Scorer. Yeah, the Taron Torres was who I was tossing up. Okay. Oh, oh Tom Phillips. I'm kidding. <laughs> 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 no, just Taron Thomas. considering <laughs> <laughs> I do like how he will pass on Trelaw. Um, yeah. I think Trelaw's injury issues are just way too much to consider in Supercoach anymore. And if he plays 22 games and averages 105, then so be it. I, I just don't think it's with the realms of possibility anymore with him. Trelaw seems like a bit of a drama queen, which kind of annoys me as a pick. But, um, with a full preseason, um, I think he might be okay, but... He hasn't had one for a while, I think. But yeah, as we said, a lot of issues with the Trelaw pick. Mm-hmm. Um, so the order was Dugowie, Dunkley, Heaney, Butters, Duncan, Taranto, um, and Stringer. Sorry, I'm missing somebody here. Heaney. Dusty. My one, maybe. Dusty, sorry. <laughs> yeah. Dusty. Taranto, Dusty, Heaney. Uh, sorry, Taranto, Dusty, Stringer, the last three. Um, before I get roasted, <laughs> I... <laughs> I, yeah, as I said, I like Stringer. I think coming to the draft, I think he had best player in the league potential, and you can kind of see it with him. Um, so he could explode, but again, soft tissue history, so a little bit nervous there. Um, but yeah, any thoughts on this list? Anyone else? I mean, I don't think we need to talk that much about Heaney. I think most of us are on the same page. <laughs> I have him on the like, list just further down. Yeah, yeah. I, I think I, I also do have him on the list. I, I, I don't think yeah. you're grabbing from absolutely nowhere, like someone who should no. be 20th on the list. I, I just yeah. think, like you, you said, um, he, you know, he had the sore ankle and he was injured all last year, but also he played 20 games and he's like, you know, that was sort of a ticket for durability. And I, I feel like I just can't be both. Like, he, he either plays too injured and plays games and scores poorly, or he's missing games because he's injured. I don't think he can do neither of those things. So I, yeah, for me, I think he's going to be tough to own this year. But I love the, I love the dedication. I love the commitment. I think he's too talented. He's going to have to play forward because they don't have the other weapons um, in that team. And you know they've they've got midfielders. And I think I'd put him in the same category as Taron Thomas. And I think both of them can be top eight super coach players for the Lions. But there is risk there that they just don't make it. This feels like an intervention. I'll back him up more than that. His scoring history is actually pretty good. Like it is starting good. at twenty seventeen, like, exactly. Like yeah, it is absolutely. pretty good, and that might be good enough this year, really. But yeah, I, I just yeah. think um, I'll say I'll say one more thing. <laughs> I feel like he he um, I know he's priced at five hundred and forty k, but I feel like it's not the only time he's going to be priced low. Four fifty. Wait, yeah, four fifty. He says 540. Like, yeah. No, sorry. Yeah, um, yeah sorry, 450. Uh, and I, I don't think it, it's out of the realms of possibility that he's at that price again at some point um, with an early exit or, or something, a couple of bad games forward. Um, I, like, it, it, He's not an amazing value to me, but I might be overly critical on him. If he went 100 plus for the first six weeks, I also would not be surprised. I wouldn't be like, oh, yeah, my God, have. he's neither. doing this. I'd be like, neither. oh, yeah. Fair enough. <laughs> I mean, he's done it before. He's done it before, so. Yeah. Do, do we make yeah. you feel a bit better? <laughs> uh, I was prepared for a bit worse, but um, thanks for being kind to me. Um, <laughs> anyway, we'll move on to the uh, mid-prices in the forward line. So under 400k. Oh, I can't pick Cornelio anymore. Pistol? No. Floor is yours. Oh, so that's a shame. Uh, I think it's going to get... 
a lot harder. <laughs> I don't regret anything, but I am going to struggle now <laughs> trying to find someone. Uh, Jed Anderson falls 1K. He's 1K too much yeah, here. Yeah, I was going to bring him up, but yeah. I think uh, that one. Uh, you can't get Rosie. That's unlucky as well. Yeah, Rosie's $200. Ooh. I did look, I did look at that as well. Jeez. Um, uh, yeah. Uh, I think um, it's, it's not pretty here, but uh, I'm going to go with, I guess, Rayner at 278K. He's, he got last season before his injury, uh, they said he was going to split 50-50 mid-time. I think it was with um, Lions at that stage. It didn't come to fruition given his injury, and then Lions had a fantastic season. But still, towards the end of the season, Lions didn't – he wasn't, I don't think, 100% in the midfield anyway. I think there was you know other people creeping some of that midfield time. And at some stage, these players like Zorko, they can't play full-time midfield like forever. They're, they're too old um, and they need to start getting some new players in that midfield. And whether that be Barry, it might be, or it might be Rayner and they finally decide to utilize him. I think it might not be this season just because he's coming off that injury. But on the other hand, if it's not Barry, it might be Rayner. And for all the reasons that we're selecting Barry, I think Rayner has at least somewhat but lesser potential um, than Barry as a super coach scoring option. And at his price, he probably needs to average like around 90 to be worth it and kind of like this weird hybrid mid-price of stepping stone keeper upgrade at the buy type thing. Um, I think I think it's at least in the realms of possibility that he could be added to the watch list at the preseason if he gets midfield time. But, yeah, I'm not seeing too much else now. Cool. I think the next best for me, um, who I've kind of had my eye on, but um, obviously depends like all of these picks really on a lot of things in the preseason, but Jade Gresham would be the next one that stands out 299 K, which is, it seems pretty cheap for, for, you know, a player as talented as he is, but it just comes down to roll. You know, if he's parked forward um, too much, it's it just going to be an absolute nothing pick um, at that price. So if we see any inkling of mid time, that's, that's going to, you know, really um, prop my ears up and I'm probably going to, maybe get sucked into him but yeah for me i think he's the next best mid-pricer in the forward line um of the barren state of them that there is so uh who's next george said it before um charlie Kerno. Oh. so with Kerno, if you actually look at his last four games before he got injured um, that nasty knee injury which i think he actually re-injured it fell in or something um dangerous on three george it's an 80, a 90, a 120, and then a 150. So he, if he can, look, I don't know how, if he's ever going to be back to normal. We've seen Omira, um, I don't know, broken patella, something like that. Never been the same player. Um, however, Kerno's only 230K. He'll have that job security, put four games together with a very, very slow build-up last year. So see how he goes in the preseason for 230K. I can definitely see myself picking Charlie Kerno. Not saying you know he'll get back to like drop a 150, but um, is doing a little bit of work in the midfield group as well. So um, yeah, maybe he can kick a few goals, push up the ground a bit, take a few marks, have a few good games. Might be a decent cash generator for us. But definitely a high on the watch list in the preseason. Super fun to watch as well is Charlie. Um, I'm going to pick someone who played the exact same amount of games and scored the exact same amount of points and is thus priced the exact same as Charlie Kerno. Um, the only other guy who I can see really exploding out of this bunch is Will Brody for Fremantle. Um, I know they got him essentially for free, um, so it's not like they went out and recruited him and he's got a spot in the best 22, guaranteed. But if he is one of the guys who has one of those breakout pre-seasons, um, looks super fit and gets a sort of half-forward midfield role, I can see a realm in which he is spoken about more heavily in Supercoach circles. That's about the best I got for him. Um, I don't think there's a lot of players that are, are, are draftable at this stage. So um, Charlie Cotter being like the last real um, good sneaky pick. So Will Brody, uh, there's, a, there's a realm of possibility in which he plays a um, preseason game and gets a lot of midfield time and looks great. So I'll go with that. Definitely a tough one, the forward mid-prices. But given a lot of the uncertainty surrounding other more expensive players in the forward line. Hopefully someone gets a role change or pops up, gets a bit more midfield time in the preseason, and maybe we can look at him as a very cheap option. But the order was uh, Rayner, Gresham, Kerno, and Brody. 
Um, I don't know, are you considering any of these players in your team right now, or what do you think? Would you have anyone else? Uh, not for me, actually. None of these, none of these are in Well, I guess in consideration, maybe Gresham. But I think you've said he's training with the forwards, as far as yep. you're aware. So mm -hmm. that's not really yep. gonna probably. I mean, maybe it's just an early preseason thing. And but yeah, at this stage, it doesn't look like any of them will feature in our sides. Yeah, I think it was the CEO or something that said he would play forward with Billings this season. So I'm not really. I was really hot on Gresham, don't get me wrong. You listened to the podcast a couple of days ago. I was super high on him thinking he was going to play in the midfield. But as soon as yeah, it was conditional on his role, I don't think he's going to get it. So Will Brody, I don't think he's going to be best 22. I mean, I don't think many no. of these are non-selections. I think the best talking point probably was the non-mention um, of, I guess, Daniel Rioli at 336K. I know, I know as a, a Tiger spot, did you see anything there? Uh, he did show flashes in that role. I just don't like the price, and the, yeah. like it is probably too much to start him. Uh, but he did show he actually played that position all right because he, you know, since that first grand final win, he hasn't really looked the same when after that foot injury. So I don't know what's going on there, but maybe found a role for him. Um, but the other thing is, I think we got a lot of those types of players. We just recruited, you know, just drafted a few, you know, small young defenders as well. So I just don't know if that role is even there for him still. Yep. No, I think so. I think Kerno's. I think when every, when Supercoach opened, everyone was like pretty keen on selecting him, and then it's kind of fallen away at least in the last week or so. I'm not sure if that's um, been reflected in the Discord, but I guess that's kind of what I'm seeing um, online. And he totally could be, you know, he comes out in the preseason, looks good, could be kind of like a Joe Danaher. I guess my concerns is that. He's so injury prone. It's not just that one, you know, year that he missed, but in the previous seasons, he's been like mothballed at three quarter time, half time, like multiple times because he's just really injury prone. So I don't know how comfortable it is, but at the same time, you're paying you're paying a cheap price, so it's it's low risk, high high upside, um, as long as there's actual viable rookies that you can play. If he misses one week, for example, if you have to put on a thirty score for that week. It, kind of hurts a bit more yeah well, Kerno is actually in my team at the moment and it'll depend on the quality of forward rookies if I have a better alternative a base price rookie I'll take that if not yeah I can see myself picking Kerno but again we'll wait and see how he goes over the preseason one he has to have a full preseason um, mm -hmm. but yeah so I think that concludes our our draft so that was a bit of fun um, I think we've been going for a while here about an hour which is good so uh, interesting to see, I think, most things we agree on, I think, which is good. A few things here and there, very minor. Um, a few differences there. Um, definitely the Ruck will be a talking point going forward, I think. Um, yep. See if see how Proust and Lynch go in terms of um, the opportunity and, you know, health, I guess. More so for Proust on that regard. But, uh, yeah, um, I had, had a blast today, boys. Um, JB and Pistol, thanks so much for joining us today. Yeah, thanks, thanks very much for having us on. Hopefully we get another chance to talk to you close to the time of the start of the season and see how things kind of changed and shifted. Definitely. Um, Eno, again, pleasure as always. <laughs> Pleasure's mine, mate. <laughs> All good. Uh, so thanks for joining us today and uh, we'll see you guys next time. It's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? 
Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Mm-hmm. 